0: Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis. This is The Catholic Podcast, where you will discover spunk and motivation to live a vibrant and transformational life as a child of God. I'm Rochelle Lucero, and I invite you to walk with me as we dive into all the things that Jesus gave us to do just that. I'm talking about the Bible, Catholic tradition, church documents, the catechism, the saints, the fathers, the doctors of the church, you name it and I'll draw from it. You and I together, we are going to transform the world by letting Christ transform us. Hey, what's up? Thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Clumsy Theosis podcast. As you heard in the introduction, my name is Rochelle Lucero, and I am your host. Today, we're in the middle of Lent, and I just love Lent. It is my favorite season of the liturgical year, and sometimes I kind of feel a little bit like a weirdo about it because a lot of people, it seems like, prefer Advent or, I don't know, maybe Pentecost or Easter. Maybe even they prefer ordinary time even over Lent, but I love it, and I'm just going to let my freak flag fly uh, when it comes to Lent, and I hope that you will give me the room to do that. I just, I love this season. And I asked over on my social about a week or so ago before the previous episode, what devotion or prayer you think sums up this season. Thank you for everyone who has been chiming in since the last episode, because I'm really enjoying, I'm really enjoying hearing what you guys have to say about my favorite liturgical season. So yeah, hit up my socials and yeah, cast your vote. Tell me what this season, what this season is for you, how you would summarize it. Um, with either a devotion or a prayer that we practice in the Catholic faith. But you know what I'm looking forward to most in this season? It's the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes during the Divine Liturgy on Sunday. That is my favorite thing during Lent. So let me give you a little bit of context. I'm Catholic. As you know, Um, you might know, you might not know, that I go to a Byzantine Catholic church instead of a Roman Catholic church. Now, we are all Catholic, all the Eastern Catholic rites. We're all Catholic. We're all under the Pope. Our theology is the same. Our sacraments, the mass, it's all the same. We're all Catholic, but there is a distinction to be made. And I think the simplest way to explain the difference between the Roman rite and the Byzantine rite is just that They're rites as in R-I-T-E-S, meaning like rituals, the rituals in the Catholic faith are the same. They're the same rituals, but they have different expressions of the same ritual. So like I said, we have the sacraments, we have the mass, our theology is the same, but the way that the rituals are performed, the expression of them can vary, and they do vary. And also you'll find that the language and the terminology is different between the Roman Rite and the Eastern Rites, and even amongst the Eastern Rites themselves. Like The terminology is different. It just shows how much richness and how much fullness the Catholic Church has. So you know how in the Roman Catholic Rite, you celebrate like the, Ordo, the, no- the Novus Ordo Mass on Sunday, which is like the standard Mass that has been in practice since the 60s. Um, you could celebrate that Mass or you could technically, technically, depending where you're at, you could celebrate the Trinitine Mass, the Latin Mass. Now, in the Byzantine Church, we still call the Mass the Divine Liturgy, and it's the liturgy, right? And the liturgy is uh, the ritual aspect. It's a liturgy that was developed by St. John Chrysostom, which is before the Latin Mass. It's older. Actually, fun fact, totally off topic, but um, the Chaldean Catholic Rite, I think they have the oldest liturgy. Their liturgy comes from St. Mark himself. Just fun fact for you. But anyways, um, in the Byzantine Rite, we celebrate the liturgy of St. John Chrysostom, but during Lent, we celebrate the liturgy of St. Basil the Great. Now, this liturgy is a little bit longer, but the best part about this liturgy is that it includes the chanting of the Beatitudes as part of the liturgy. Why does this excite me so much? Well, I mean, the Beatitudes are the heart of Jesus's preaching, which means they're the heart of the Christian life, you know? And the mass or the divine liturgy, which is the source and summit of our faith, or to put it plainly, the mass is the high point of our worship. So think about this. During Lent, you take the heart of Jesus's message and you put it in the middle of the high point of our worship and then, okay, my Catholic nerd brain just can't handle it. And I just, I'm overwhelmed. I'm just so full of joy and I'm so excited about it. But even outside of that, like, realization, on a bigger scale, by putting the Beatitudes in such a dominant position during Lent, right, as in in the center of our highest form of worship, when the Beatitudes are in the liturgy like that, God is setting up the rest of the liturgical year. And when I say God, look, because once you see the big picture, it's like only God could have orchestrated and inspired this through the Holy Spirit. So God is preparing us for like an awesome Lent and I'm not like using the overused usage of awesome, like really awesome, an awesome Easter, powerful Pentecost and to have a really fruitful, ordinary season, you know, after Pentecost is over all through the Beatitudes. This is all because the Beatitudes are placed in such a important part during the Lenten season. They kind of have a pride of place during Lent. Now, even if you don't attend a Byzantine church, you can still reap these benefits. So no matter what Catholic rite you're a member of, or even Christian denomination, really, this has got your name all over it, right? This is a gift from Jesus to you. The Beatitudes during this period of preparation, this period that we call Lent, this is a gift. The Beatitudes are the eight blessings from the Sermon on the Mount from Matthew 5, and also we see the Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Plain, and I'm forgetting which gospel that's from, but that's okay. The point is that if this is mentioned multiple times in scripture, as in like, it's obvious that these were different occasions, Jesus is giving this message multiple times in his ministry. So it's like very obvious to us that this was like the central message of what he's come to preach. And that's why we know the Beatitudes serve as both a guide to the Christian life, right? This is how you live the Christian life. And they're also a confirmation of the eternal promise of what's going to await us in the fullness of the kingdom of heaven. Now, to familiarize ourselves, because I don't know if you have these memorized. I honestly don't have them memorized either. Um, not Not in its entirety. But to go over the Beatitudes, they read, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When men revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account, rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. Now, part of the reason why I read those out was because I'm wondering if you have ever read the Beatitudes and thought to yourself, if this is the model of Christian life, this sounds impossible because I have totally thought that and it is. It is impossible to live the Christian life, to live out the Beatitudes on our own merit. This life that the Beatitude talks about is only possible with the help of God. And after Jesus' resurrection, you know, he stayed on earth for 40 days preaching and teaching, but he left. And the reason he left is because he needed to go so that he could then send us the Holy Spirit or have the Father send us the Holy Spirit. He says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit who the father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. This is from John 14. Now in this chapter of John's gospel, Jesus says more than once that he's going to have the father send us the Holy Spirit. And the reason that he's going to do that, right? Because the Holy Spirit is going to remind us of everything that Jesus has taught us. He's also going to teach us All the things that we need to know, he's going to empower us. He's going to give us the gifts and the graces that we need to, to live out what Jesus is teaching us. And what is Jesus teaching us? The heart of his message. It's the Beatitudes. And you know how the Holy Spirit is going to help us live out the Beatitudes through his seven gifts, each gift. And I'm not joking. Each gift of the Holy Spirit is specifically designed to help us live out each individual beatitude. It was St. Augustine of Hippo. I love St. Augustine. It was St. Augustine who enlightened the church to this, to the connection between the beatitudes and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now he says, when you use the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are listed in Isaiah 11, I think it's the first, I think it's the first three um, verses of Isaiah 11, there's the list of the Holy, the, the list, (laughs) there's a list of the gifts of the Holy spirit. St. Augustine says, if you take that list and you flip it around back to front, and then you pair those up with each beatitude from the sermon on the Mount. And that gift is going to help us live out that beatitude. So for example, The gift, the fear of the Lord, is going to help us to be poor in spirit. Piety will help us be meek. Knowledge will help us to live out the beatitude to mourn. Fortitude for hunger and thirsting for righteousness. Counsel for to be merciful. Understanding to be pure of heart. Wisdom to be peacemakers. Now, I've spoken about this before in the context of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and I've obviously like broken down what exactly St. Augustine said, like how it actually works that way. So I'm going to link that episode for you on the website. So you can please listen to it and get the details. Um, You also might have noticed when I did that, I only talked about the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit matching up to seven of the Beatitudes, right? And there's actually eight Beatitudes. There's an interesting reason for this, but spoilers, I will let you hear it in the episode. Uh, That's going to be linked down in the show notes for you. So what does this have to do with Lent, right? It feels like I've kind of been a little everywhere this episode. It all has a reason and a purpose. By bringing the Beatitudes into the divine liturgy, which is our highest form of worship, Jesus is priming us. He's plunging us into the progression of the liturgical year. You know the progression from Lent to Easter to Pentecost to ordinary time, right? There's something that's very specific happening here in this progression. And Jesus is saying, hey, you want to be a part of the kingdom of heaven? Okay, then learn the conduct code from the Beatitudes. Study the Beatitudes. Pray about them from now until the time that I send you the helper, the Holy Spirit, because when he comes, you need to be ready because he's coming to give you That you need in order to live the Beatitudes supernaturally. Now, of course, I'm paraphrasing here, right? But basically, that is what is happening. That is what Jesus is prepping us for in our liturgical season of Lent by putting the Beatitudes right there in the center. And this is why I think that all Christians need to spend some quality time with the Beatitudes during Lent. And I don't say this lightly because. I am not an advocate of trying to do all of the Lenten things, right? Like all of your Lenten devotions on top of all of your regular devotions. And the most fruitful Lents I have ever had were the ones where I did less. And because I did less, I had more bandwidth to do everything with much more intentionality and presence. And I was much more aware of the presence of God. So my point is, my suggestion for you to dive into the Beatitudes I only give it because I really believe that it will greatly benefit you spiritually this season, as well as through Easter, Pentecost, and ordinary time. Because during this period of Lent, this is the time in which we are trying to really hone our ability to live out the Christian life. And the Beatitudes give us the Christian life playbook, right? So when we know them better, it will allow us to use those gifts of the Holy Spirit that are Coming right, technically, we already have them, but if we're living the liturgical year, you know, it'll really allow us to use those gifts of the Holy Spirit to their fullest, the way God intended us to use them, right? So, to learn more about each of these individual beatitudes in a way that can actually benefit your spiritual life, a couple of years ago for Lent, I did a series about the beatitudes. I'll include those in the show notes for you, so please listen to them. Even if you've heard them before, I have um, regular listeners who have told me that they have listened to them every year since I put them out. And even one person kept listening to them over and over after Lent was over because they just kept getting so much out of them. Now, of course, this has really nothing to do with me. I'm just teaching what the church teaches, um, but I'm just making it accessible to you. So let's finish today's episode with some declarations. What do you say? When we make declarations, remember, we are claiming the truth of God and the blessings and the promises that he has made to us. We're claiming them. We're standing on those promises. Sometimes I think of declarations as spiritual armor. You can think of them as you wish. And speaking of spiritual armor, I'm going to need some for this episode because it has been raining and we just got a heavier downpour this moment. So, Hopefully, our prayer will not be distorted by the sound of big ploppy raindrops in the background. But if it is, excuse them. It's part of God's creation, all right? All right. Okay, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, I declare and decree the Beatitudes are another proof that God the Father wants me to live in his kingdom. Through the Beatitudes during Lent, Jesus wants to prepare me for a fruitful liturgical year. God has designed me to master the Beatitudes with the help of His Holy Spirit. This Lent, the Lord will do a great and mighty work in me. Amen. All right. Thank you for joining me for this episode. I really hope you jump into the Beatitudes this season. It's not too late. Please, please pray about them. Listen to those episodes. Oh, also, I have to thank our top supporters, uh, Sherry, Vincent, Gina, Lewis, T-Rex, Gary, and Jason. They are patrons who give monthly along with others, but they are our top supporting donors. So please thank them with me. If you would like to donate, if you find value in what you hear on this show every week, please head over to ClumsyTheosis.net, click the word donate in the menu, or click the shop button and buy yourself some Clumsy Theosis merchandise. All right, until the next episode, peace out. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Since you made it this far, you know what that means, right? We're like totally best friends now. <laughs> But for real, though, thanks so much for spending time with me and growing in your faith knowledge and letting Christ transform you. Since you stayed this long, I'm thinking that you liked the episode. So will you do me a favor and share it with a friend or all of your friends on social media? While you're online, I invite you to check out my website, clumsytheosis.net, There you're going to find all of the things that you need, such as how to get in touch with me, how to book me as a speaker, how to find my social channels, how to sign up for our weekly email, and very importantly, this is very important, how to donate if you'd like to support the show. This show is listened to in approximately 90 countries across the globe. So if you find value in this show, please consider donating at ClumsyTheosis.net anything that you give is very much appreciated and it is super helpful. All right. Thanks again for walking with me today. Remember that we can transform the world by letting Christ transform us.